Hey, what's going on? Nick Kirby here, and welcome to Chatterbox Reds, proudly sponsored by DSC Commodities. Well, today we have the first of six interviews from Reds Fest as Chatterbox Sports partnered with our good friend Justin Kenner and 1410 Wing AM ESPN Radio in Dayton. We can't thank Justin enough for the opportunity to partner with him and 1410 to provide some great content for you this offseason. Today, we have the new Red General Manager, Brad Meter. This interview was, of course, right before the winter meetings, which Brad tried to downplay. And then, of course, the Reds would go on to sign Jamer Candelario late on the final day of the winter meetings. So kind of fun to listen to this back after seeing how the winter meetings played out. We will put about one of these interviews out about once a week to kind of give you some fun content uh, through part of the offseason. Still to come, we have Spencer Steer, Will Benson, Hunter Green, David Bell, and Phil Castellini. If you're listening to this on the day that it was posted, that's Tuesday, December 12th, myself and Trace Fowler will be doing a live episode of Chatterbox Reds tonight. That's Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. So we'd love for you to join us for that. Plenty to talk about with the Reds after those wild winter meetings. Sure, we'll also give our thoughts on the insane Shohei Otani contract as well. If you miss it, if you can't stay up, don't worry. It will be in your podcast feed on Wednesday morning. All right, before we get to the interview with Brad, I want to tell you about our proud sponsor, Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuel production, specializing in used cooking oil collection, aggregation, and sales. Visit www. DeepSouthCommodities.com for more information. Thanks as always to our friends at DSC. All right, now to the interview with Reds General Manager Brad Meter. Justin Kinner and Kirby live here at Reds Fest, Duke Energy Convention Center. We are Dayton's radio home of the Cincinnati Reds, 1410 ESPN Radio, and uh, we're super excited to be here like we are each and every Saturday of Reds Fest. Um, and uh, th- today, just the, the it's a much different feel uh, at Reds Fest here this season compared to the last couple, of course, and a lot of excitement, a lot of excited Reds fans here in attendance. I mean, it's a sea of red everywhere we go, uh, but uh, Nick Kirby, Chatterbox Sports, uh, partnering up with us again uh, here this season. We're pretty excited, Nick. Uh, having fun today. That first hour flew by. Yeah, I can't believe it's already 12.15. It really did uh, fly by, but we are joined now by uh, Reds General Manager Brad Metter, just promoted right at the end of uh, uh, September as uh, Nick Carl got promoted to the, the president. What's it like since the promotion for you? You know, I've been asked that a lot. Honestly, it's really not a whole lot different. Um, I think like a lot of times, a lot of places, you kind of already doing a job before it actually becomes official. So last year, um, I was already doing a lot of the stuff that I'll be doing this year. Um, I'm obviously, I've, I've been the scouting director. I'm very involved in the draft and, and um, player development. I'll continue to do that. Um, the biggest change for me will just be more time with David and the Major League staff uh, and the Major League team. But for the most part, um, business as usual. And good for you, by I mean, to, to take over as a GM of a team that has, well, there's not a lot of money on the books, so there's plenty of money to spend. You have quite the, the deep, uh, you know, farm system, of course, and all this youth on the roster. It's a pretty exciting time right now. I always think I'd be a great GM until fantasy baseball hits, and then I'm like, oh, man, I am absolutely, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Whew, I am not very good at that. But uh, 
Right. It's an exciting time in Reds country, obviously, and a great opportunity coming in right now and taking over this current situation. Just in your eyes, from a GM's perspective, the situation in Cincinnati is what? Oh, it's super exciting. We feel like we're in a great spot. Um, last year, being able to bring a lot of the, the young kids here um, for the second half of the season, we felt like that was great. It was, it was really exciting. It's a great foundation. It's a good start. Um, we still have to keep going. And so this is what we've really focused on over the last three or four years is building something that is sustainable. And Nick has talked about it a lot. And that starts with player acquisition. It starts with the international signees. It starts with the draft. It starts with the trades that we made um, two years ago and, and what we got back in return there. And so it's all our scouting, um, all our acquisitions. And then to your point, now it's a good foundation. It's a good start. How do, we build, how do we put the pieces around it? And for us right now, the biggest thing is putting the right kind of people um, that fit with this team. And if you look at the two guys that we just signed, Nick Martinez and Emilio Pagan, I think anyone would tell you they're great pitchers. They're also great people. They're good with young players. They care about and Nick Martinez. He, he's the, the flexibility that he brings to be able to pitch in different situations as a starter, as a reliever. Um, we have a lot of that on our team. We have a lot of players who really don't care. They would love to play shortstop or they'd love to play third base, but they really just want to play and win and play together. And you guys have seen that. And so it is a great time to be here. It's, I'm really excited about what this team can do this year and beyond. This might sound like a silly question because it's never a bad thing to win when you're not expected to win. But when the team started winning at the level of which they were winning last year, being atop the division and, and really put the front office in a weird spot at the trade deadline, you headed into last season knowing the big picture plan, or the developmental plan for a lot of these young guys. Well, it seemed like everyone was playing ahead of schedule. The team's winning ahead of schedule. How tough is that to stick to the plan? You, know, you don't want to veer off too far from the plan just for that, that hot streak that they were in at the time. How tough is that to balance that of not wanting to overreact to the current moment and sticking to the plan big picture, but also trying to balance out, hey, we have an opportunity here too. Is that tough to balance out with, for you and your team in the front office? Um, yeah, yes and no. I think we always felt like to be the group that we had a chance to really start this yep. window, right? And we hope that it's a long window. That's the plan. That, like we said, we, we sustain it. We, we felt like 24, we would be in that position. Matt McLean and Ellie De La Cruz and Nick Martin, they, they, they pushed us. They were ready. We felt like they were ready. And when they got here, they did exactly what we hoped they would and thought they would. It just was half a season before. And so then, and I'm sure David probably talked to you guys about this. Really, it was just they were only focused on today. They had their head down, the whole group had their head down, and, and they were just focused on today. And I really believe that was part of the success was they weren't looking at the big picture. They weren't looking at can we make the playoffs. They were just looking at can we win today. Yep. The trick is how do we continue that? How do we keep them in that mindset and that grind? And I do believe that the coaching staff that we have, we talked about it on the big stages, it's really important to have a major league staff who can continue with that development process when young players get here because as soon as long as you're going to have young players on your roster which we're always going to have you have to have a staff that can continue to develop those guys once they get to the big leagues the development can't end when they get here because they're not always completely ready they're not going to be 
You talked a little bit about Nick Martinez, but the other pitcher that you signed, Emilio Pagan, uh, pretty big commitment to him, $8 million. I think your highest paid reliever was less than $2 million last year. What made him the right fit for the Reds, and, and do you kind of feel like that big commitment towards this year with, with the signing of him? Yeah, a lot of it, like I talked about, was just the makeup of the person, um, the player. He can pitch in the back end of a game. He fits in the back part of a bullpen. Look, the way pitching is going and Major League Baseball is going, you're trying to shorten the game, right? And so no one's pitching 200-plus innings anymore. And so we're looking at when we get to the sixth and seventh inning, how can we shorten that game? And he fits in that. He can pitch the eighth inning. He can pitch the ninth inning. He's done it. He's pitched in playoff games. That's super important for where we're going. Did his – I remember I was looking looking through his numbers. He had a really great September. Didn't give up a run in the playoffs. I think like 11, last 11. Was what he did at the end of the year really attractive to you, especially with the way that, that your bullpen did struggle a little bit at the end of the year, probably more fatigue just how they really grinded through the whole year and um, had everyone really stayed healthy all last year in the bullpen? Yes. Yo, Absolutely. The end of the year matters. The end of the year and the playoffs, being able to pitch in those environments, in those situations, that's what we need. We need guys not only to be able to do that, we need guys to show our younger kids how to do that and what it looks like and how to get to October and how to pitch in October. We have a young group. That's great. It's really fun. There's a ton of energy to that, but they haven't played playoff baseball. They haven't played in October. That's where we're trying to get to, so we need some guys to put around them that can show them the way. Heading into this offseason, when you start prioritizing needs, I mean, it's easy just to say pitching, and you've addressed a couple pitching uh, needs already. When you prioritize the needs and the plan for the offseason, is it pitching that's at the top of that list? Like, what, what, from a Reds perspective, what's that number one priority of addressing this to enhance and build upon what the success was last year to make, you know, to go a step further in 2024? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, we look at, we'll, Anything we can do to improve our team. doesn't matter the position. If it fits for us and we think it's an improvement, we're going to go down that road. But the priority coming into the season was innings. Where can we get more innings? Where can we get length? Whether it's length, Martinez, versatility to be able to pitch out of the bullpen and give you length or start and give you length. But we just need more innings. We need more quality innings. So whether it comes from a starter or just more relievers who can give you length, either way works. We just need we need more quality innings. So you got a big uh, couple weeks here. Winter meetings start tomorrow. Uh, yes, tomorrow we leave tomorrow. Starts tomorrow night. All right. So I'm sure you're not going to give me all the insider secrets, but what is uh, <laughs> what, what are the winter meetings like for you? Uh, how how many is there just conversations all over the place? What is that like for you as a as a GM? Well, it's become so big that it's really just crazy. Um, the G, we had the GM meetings in Phoenix a couple of weeks ago in Scottsdale. That's a smaller group. It's easier to do work with other teams in the GM meetings because there's just not as many people there. Um, the, the winter meetings has just become so big. Um, you know, it's in Nashville. It's at the Opryland Hotel. And so when you walk to the lobby, there's so many people just grabbing you that it's hard to grab another GM from another team or actually get any work done. Um, and we're also at a point where so much of it is done through text messaging and phone calls now. Um, it's not like it used to be where deals got done on cocktail napkins at the bar at 11 o'clock at night. Um, but it's still a good time to, you know, see other people, connect with other teams. We do some interviews for 
um, baseball operations staff. We have a couple of scout interviews going on. So it'll be busy. Um, but you guys know there's just usually not as many deals get done. There'll be a couple of big splashes. Um, but for the most part, it's it's uh, just connecting with, with everyone. So more like groundwork? Yeah, I was gonna, he said there'd be some big splashes. What what big splashes? We, <laughs> the Reds, big splashes? No, no, I can't comment on that. Fair enough. Back to the mature question. Back to the mature question. So you I saw you jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> so you also have some other interesting things at the winter meetings, the Rule 5 draft, yeah. uh, the draft lottery. What are those two things like for you? Um, well, the Rule 5 draft, you know, it's – Everyone knows what it is. I mean, you're you're just looking at players who have been left unprotected for other teams that you could draft in the Rule Five draft. Um, it's an exciting twenty minutes. It used to be the last thing of the winter meetings, so everyone would show up with their suitcases in the <laughs> lobby and they would run the draft, and everyone would roll right to grabbing taxis and Ubers. Um, now it's actually the day before, so it's not it's not the last thing you do. Um, but it is always interesting and. You just kind of cross your fingers that you don't lose anyone and maybe you can pick up something that makes sense for you. Um, the lottery is, you know, it's a new thing. Last year was the first year. We didn't do well, so Joe Katuska, our scouting director, we kicked him out. He can't go back to the to the lottery. Um, we're going to have Devin Mezzarocco do it for us, and hopefully he has better luck, and we'll see how it turns out. When uh, you talk about, you know, some splashes, obviously not with the but just in general, teams across baseball, how tough is it? Again, you have a plan. Um, and you're sticking to that plan, but then, oh, man, the Cardinals make a big move. Or, oh, the Cubs, if they get Shohei Otani, Jesus. Uh, but, uh, you know, but they make a big splash. In guys, to stop and maybe pivot, or is it just simply about what we have to do to better our team, or is it reactionary to some big moves if other teams in the division make a splash? Yeah, we can't react to other teams. Um, to say we're not paying attention would not be being truthful. We're paying attention. It's, it's impossible not to. We know what's going on around us. But we have a plan. We're focused on our plan. We believe in what we're doing. Um, and so we will do everything we can to execute our plan um, and not worry about what everyone else around us is doing. A fair expectation for the Reds in 24 is division, wild card, playoffs in general, just as we sit right now. Yeah, we want to win the division. Fair enough. We want to be in the playoffs. I like that. Yeah. No one's arguing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, contract extensions for young players. That's kind of a, an interesting topic. Last year you guys were able to get something done with Hunter Green right before the start of the season. That's something you guys are hoping maybe you could at least get one done this offseason? Yeah, I mean, that's something that we talk about, we're open to. Um, you know, it, each guy's different, and, and so we'll, we're open to that. We're look, constantly looking at that, and you know, hopefully can. We feel really strongly about the group we have, and hopefully we can have some of them here for a long time. So... This upcoming season, you we, we talked to David about this, but it feels like you have a more set roster. Obviously, there's going to be changes. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have other players that are still going to make their debuts next year. But it feels like you have better continuity going into next year. Do you feel like that kind of gives you a, at least a little bit of an advantage going into April this upcoming year as opposed to last year where you were kind of putting a roster together for April and then putting an entire different roster together by the time June rolled around. Oh, for sure. And we knew that was going to happen going into it. And so you're careful how you're approaching the offseason last year because you know you're hoping that it's not going to be for the whole season because you know you're going to need room for these kids to come up and play. Since Once that happened, now we're set. We, we have a pretty good core. We have a really good core um, to work around. And hopefully... 
hopefully that does serve us well and it is an advantage going into this year they know what it looks like they've done it um they know each other they've played together they know what the group looks like the clubhouse is really good um and so yeah i think it i think it's a huge advantage for us this year and i don't think we'll have changes like last year we shouldn't obviously uh one of the all-time Reds greats, Joey Votto. I mean, you get promoted to GM and you have to make, uh, you know, they throw you into the fire. you got to make this decision. How tough was that? Because that's not an easy one, uh, the decision made on Joey Votto. Just uh, what was that decision? How hard was that decision to make and what went into that? Because that couldn't have been easy. No, and, and honestly it was, you know, Nick was the one that talked to Joey. Nick has had the long relationship with Joey. I certainly know Joey. I respect Joey. We all do. We love yeah. Joey. Joey's a huge part of the Cincinnati Reds, um, and he always will be. Um, he's a Hall of Fame player. Um, you know, it's we have a young team. They need at-bats. It's just where we are, and Joey knows that. Joey understands that. Um, he couldn't have been better last year to this group of players. I mean, he, he went so far out of his way to help these players. He cares so much about the Reds and what's next knowing that he won't be a part of it the amount of love and care that he has for this city and this organization is is incredible um so it's tough for all of us um but he'll always be a part of us and you know once he's done playing i'm sure he'll be a bigger part of us again feels like recently the reds have had a much more of an emphasis on international scouting and development and acquisition of players Talk to me a little bit about that. I know you guys opened the Dominican Summer Academy last year um, and just kind of that emphasis within the organization. It's huge. I was just down there um, with Jeff Grappe and, and Trey um, Hendricks, our, our international scouting director. Same thing. Like, we're going to build this through scouting and player development. International has to be a part of that. The draft, you can only do, no matter how well you do in the draft, you can't have enough players just from the draft. It has to come from international has to come from scout, from amateur and has to come from pro tr- trades, free agents. So um, the international is huge. I was just down there. I, I saw our young kids that, that are just 16 and 17 years old that we have in the academy. And I can tell you after watching them for three or four days, it's really exciting. We have a lot of really good stuff going down there. The academy is beautiful. We're putting more money into it. Um, Bob and Phil have really committed to the money and the and the building and the complex down there we're adding on to it um it's going to be a huge part of what we do talked about that but uh, the, the obviously the farm system uh, vast improvement uh, obviously there i mean it's one thing these guys aren't coming in finished products they're coming up because of the development and obviously the talent that's all you know in the system but to have the the strong teams in place to be able to develop them and have them ready for when you do call them up just talk about the health of the farm system for the reds and how key and pivotal that is in sustaining the success moving forward Yes, the most important thing is putting players into that system, but then also developing them, make sure that we are all aligned on what, how we're developing them. Um, Sean Pender and Jeremy Farrell have done a great job leading that. I feel very strongly about what we're doing, both on the pitching side and the, and the uh, position player side. We have players. We have really good prospects at every level. Um, so we're really excited about it. Um, you know, Again, we, we graduated a bunch of young kids do think that there's a little bit of a gap at, the, at our upper level AAA this year. We still have some good players there. We have Christian Rowe. We are going to, um, you know, Spires could end up there. We have Phillips. Um, we have Reese Hines, who we just added to the to the roster. Jacob Pertubes. 
um, Blake Dunn, who was our player of the year last year. So there's a lot of exciting players in AAA, but there is a little bit of a gap. And, and if you look back at the 2025-round draft, um, because of COVID, that's where that group is, right? So we knew it was going to happen. We knew how big of a hit that was going to be to a team like us, to an organization like us, and, and, we're, and we can see where it is. Luckily, we're in good shape at the major league level, um, and we have a bunch of young kids coming behind it, but you can see the effect that that had on every organization, but especially one who's relying on scouting and player development as much as we are. Well, no doubt. Well, it's an exciting time in Reds country. We beyond appreciate you taking time uh, and hanging out with us. And is it uh, February, March yet? Is the season here yet? <laughs> I wish. I'm uh, ready. My goodness. But thank you so much. Thank sir. you, Beyond. guys. Appreciate Thanks for your what time. you do. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All Thanks. right. We'll step away for a few moments. We'll close out our live special here from the Duke Energy Convention Center. Justin Kinner, Nick Kirby, Chatterbox Sports, live here at Reds Fest. We'll be right back. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Chatterbox Reds. We can't tell you enough how much we appreciate your support. If you had not yet subscribed to Chatterbox Reds on your favorite podcast platform, what are you waiting for? Do it right now. During spring training and the regular season, we are the only Reds podcast to have new episodes after every single game. And we will have plenty of off-season coverage between now and then, so be sure to stay tuned. Also, make sure that you subscribe to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube so that you could join us for live episodes of Chatterbox Reds. Hit the bell and turn on notifications so you can get alerts on your phone whenever we go live. Before I let you go, I want to tell you about all of the other great content at Chatterbox Sports. First off, there's our flagship show, Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman, from 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday on YouTube, of course on Chatterbox Sports. Off the Bench is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Great podcast listen uh, for your drive home as it's usually posted uh, by 1 or 2 in the afternoon every day. Then there's Chatterbox Bengals. They go live after every single Bengals game. Similar fashion to what we do at Chatterbox Reds. Those guys are doing a great job covering the Bengals this season. Speaking of the Bengals, there is Chatterbox Clicker with Coach Kyle Kasky, former Bengals coach, that is every Tuesday night. Coach Kasky breaks down film from the latest Bengals game in a very innovative show on Chatterbox Sports that you do not want to miss. And if that's not enough to fill your NFL fix, there's Mac and JT. That is Wednesday nights on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Uh, That is all things NFL. They go through each and every game. And then our newest show, Chatterbox Bearcats. That is with host Charlie Walter, formerly of Reds Live. Covers all things UC sports. They are going live on YouTube after every single UC basketball game. So that's, of course, on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Chatterbox Bearcats is also available everywhere you get podcasts. Links to all those shows are in the episode notes today. So be sure to check them out. Give those guys the support that they deserve. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope that you have a fantastic day. And as always, go Reds.